Welcome to Real Estate Agent Superstars. I'm your host, RJ Baxter with Intercap Lending, and it is our 50th episode already. It's hard to believe. And to celebrate the 50th episode, I have a very special guest. I have the always awesome Stacy Staub of Weston Maine Homes. She's the CEO and co-founder of the company, and she's gonna be on today sharing all of her wisdom, and we're gonna learn more about her story. Let's get on with the interview. So welcome to the show, Stacy. Oh, thank you so much. What a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So I really want to talk about the West and Maine story and hear a lot more about what you're doing. But first, share with us your past. How did you get into this crazy business? What, what did you do before West and Maine? So I um, went to grad school um, right before the internet boom ended and um i got um i have a master's in marketing and an mba so um i at that time was doing a lot of business planning for startups i was matching venture capitalists and angel investors with startups and i really love that world so much so i think like i've always had like this entrepreneur in me um even when i was little um i used to sell like um, lollipops that I made at school until I got like shut down by the, my elementary school principal, like that was my first company. Right. So, um, I've always just kind of had that streak. So when, um, when that kind of, um, acceleration stopped as part of the great recession, um, I was like, just go get a real job. That's fine. And um, ended up working with a tech company that specialized and all of their customers were um, large independent real estate firms. And um, no surprise, but um, guys that uh, do a lot of coding and software design don't think like realtors. Um, so their clients um, started asking for a realtor on staff. I was about to go on maternity leave with my second kiddo. So I thought like, I'll get my real estate license while I'm on maternity leave. And mm -hmm. I just kind of never went back. I really fell in love with real estate. Um, I had gone to a Ninja installation um, because the group was one of their clients. And I thought, I bet I could do sales. Like I have never done sales, but um, this seems like something mm -hmm. I can do like and not put my kids in daycare all day um, and something I can do, you know, um, as like a long-term thing. And um, I really just thrived right from the beginning, even though it was 2006. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, it was not the funnest time to get into the real estate game. Um, but I did things like I was one of the first adopters of Zillow in Colorado. I always tell this story like I used to get like they didn't do really zip codes then they did like whole air cities. And I had like 10 cities for like $100 a month, which was a huge <laughs> at that time. But can you imagine now? Wow. Um, so that's really like how I, how I got started in real estate. Um, and then, uh, you know, I sold for many years. I worked my way up in a brokerage that was very boutique and had a wonderful brand and wonderful people. And when that company got sold in 2016, um, I didn't, I didn't want to get sold with them. So that is when Maddie, who's my co-founder and runs the creative side of our business, and I um, left to start Weston, Maine. So that's how um, it came about. We really just couldn't find another real estate company where we wanted to work, so we decided to build one. 
That's awesome. So did you, from the start, did you um, see that you, you'd be really successful in this or did you have some doubts at first or some hard times when you started up? I knew I, I'd been selling real estate for long enough and I had moved into management at my old firm and I had done everything from like building and managing a team to then, you know, really overseeing a large part of that company as the other, the owners were kind of like, um, deaccelerating um, and kind of moving toward retirement, which is why they ended up mm -hmm. selling. And I just thought, you know, it's not brain surgery. Um, I love real estate. I like so believe in home ownership and everything that comes along with it. I like solving problems. Um, you know, we started out with a with pretty like um, humble goals. Uh, you know, we thought like if we have 20 agents and, you know, they're all selling houses, we'll be doing great. And, um, you know, here we are almost seven years later and we have 350 agents in Colorado. We have 500 agents in five states um, and we'll probably wow. we'll do less than a billion dollars in volume this year just because the market is horrible. But we have hit that mark several times annually. So, um, you know, I just think we've done a pretty good job. Yeah, I, I guess. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> so what did you do? What kinds of things did you do early on that set your brand apart? So the branding for one thing, um, I, it really is at our heart. Maddie and I are both very, very passionate about brand. It's important to us. It's a priority. And then on the operation side, like we made a commitment to each other very early on that we would only work with people that we like. And so, um, we, I've really never recruited, um, every agent that has come to us has come either through a warm introduction from another agent, from one of our clients, from an affiliate who really knows our culture and knows what kind of agent is a good fit here. And honestly, it just happens. Um, other broker owners hate when I say that, but like I really am so grateful that I don't have to pick up the phone and like, you know, call agents every day, trying to get them in the door. Um, we're very selective about who we hire, um, even now. And I can honestly say, like, I walk in the door every day and no matter who's here, I'm, it's a joy to see them. Um, it's, you know, my pleasure to help them thrive and to serve them. And we're just committed to keep on doing that through the twists and turns that are happening in the industry. Now I'm very focused on that. Maddie is very focused on evolving the brand and making sure that we keep exceeding expectations in that department um, and really just taking wonderful care of our agents so that they can focus on their clients is really our mission. Awesome. What is it that sets the Weston Maine brand apart from other companies? It does stand out. We've won, you know, many awards over the years, um, both for innovation and for the brand itself. Um, I am really grateful for the attention that it's gotten us. And um, usually when an agent comes to us, if it wasn't through an introduction, it was because they followed us on Instagram. So um, it's just we really know that piece and have a awesome team of designers and writers. We spend way more on that staff than most brokerages do. Um, typically a brokerage of our size will have 
one, maybe two marketing people, you know, that are kind of cranking stuff out or filling in templates or, you know, whatever. And we really run that department like an ad agency um, within the brokerage. So we have very streamlined systems, but everything is very highly touched. Um, it, everything is custom. And the agents that appreciate that do really well here um, because they know the value that that brings and they're proud of it. They, you know, what can walk into an appointment knowing that they're prepared and going to be able to present themselves and the brokerage in a really effective, impactful way, just using the materials that we provide. That's pretty awesome. So I, I think that we met, it must have been 10 years ago or something. You were mm -hmm. on a podcast where I, I heard you talking about social media and some of the things you were doing. Um, how much did that translate as an individual agent translated to what you're doing as a brokerage? hundred percent. I mean, that journey really has served the entire brokerage at this point. Um, I've always been very like entrenched in social for sure, but also traditional marketing. That's just my background. So I really understand um, the entire, you know, multifaceted um, marketing mix and make sure that we're, you know, really investing in the areas where it's going to make a difference, where the agents are mm -hmm. going to like see it the most and um, just making sure that everything is consistent and compliant is really important to me as well. Mm -hmm. um, I'm literally like on the rules and regs board at the MLS. So it's bad optics if my agents are posting, you know, not compliant <laughs> stuff or yeah. bad information or, you know, um, whatever it might be. So we really just do ask them to let us do that for them. Um, and I, most of them are happy that we do. <laughs> Nice, nice. How many marketing people do you have on your staff? Well, we've got eight people on that team. So everyone wow. from like illustrators, um, social media, uh, writers, uh, graphic designers. Um, they have such an immense background. They're, you know, it's a young team. They're very, they work so fast. They're so good. And none of them ever worked in real estate before. So they didn't come in with like these preconceived notions about what mm. real estate marketing should be. And that's what we try to avoid too. Of course, there are things that we need. We need a seller and buyer booklet. We need an amazing website. We have an e-newsletter that goes out every week for them. Um, of course, social content and all of that kind of stuff, but they do it through the lens of um, basically the end user because none of them were in real estate before and didn't get ruined by um, the traditional kind of box that real estate companies tend to put marketing in. Okay. We had, we had a little bit of an audio thing there, so I didn't catch all that, but I had a, I was thinking of a question as you were talking about that what for for people listening that aren't with Weston Maine and maybe have a small team or they're trying to build a team is this in your mind an essential person to have on your staff or on your team to have a, a marketing person that does this kind of stuff I think if it's not your skill set then you shouldn't be doing it yourself um for one thing it's not a money-making activity for realtors um the only money-making activity is them, a client, and a contract, right? And otherwise, they should be doing the things that get them there in a very direct way. So that's meetings, that's showings, that's open houses, that's floor time, all mm -hmm. of that. And so that's why I really want the agents to focus on that 
and that pie time, um, the ninjas will understand that. Um, working on, you know, their nurturing of their people and being in flow with them. Um, I think marketing is essential in this business for sure. Um, mm -hmm. You can't be, I always say you can't be a secret agent and having right. someone that's creating that communication for you and um, helping you with that attraction piece um, and what we call pool marketing um, is like immensely important. So what, what is pull marketing? Tell us more about that. So push marketing is like um, uh, anything that you're pushing out, right? And mm -hmm. um, in the end, if there isn't a call to action or there isn't um, a way for people to respond or take advantage of what you're saying or get in touch with you or even just feeling like they're getting to know you through your content and your communication, then you're just shouting. You're just pushing stuff out into the universe and you don't know if it's getting picked up. Pool marketing is that engagement that really draws people to you. Um, they, you know, I hear all the time that our agents get business off Instagram, off of Facebook, off of LinkedIn, using our content, but when they reach out, that's such a warm reach out because people really do feel like they know our agents already and that they know the brokerage and have an idea of what to expect from us because we're so consistent in that messaging. That's pretty cool. So um, what kinds of things are you helping agents with right now? Or is your agency advising for people? It's such a tough market. There's a lot of people struggling out there. What are the one or two most important things right now that you're helping your agents with or training them on? For one thing, information. Um, we are very, very um, focused on making sure that our agents are informed about what's going on with everything from the commission lawsuits to what's happening at the NAR, what's happening on local levels, so that they can feel secure at least in knowing that whatever happens, we're going to be here for them and we're going to pivot. Um, we are prepared to do that. We've pushed out even in the last couple of weeks. Um, I've done a round of boot camps in all of our states as well as locally and online through our webcast um, um, about buyer agency and about how important the communication is and the changes that might come. We're creating a lot of collateral and messaging around that right now that they're starting to use already. Um, so just a lot of like repositioning and like just reminders and training around how important buyer agency is and how valuable mm -hmm. it is um, and how that might be structured going forward. Um, yeah. The other thing is the market, right? Um, so interest rates are what they are. The volume is what it is. And agents, some of my agents are having their best year ever. Um, most of them aren't. Um, it's mm -hmm. a tough place to be. It's a really hard time to be a brand new agent who doesn't have mm -hmm. those testimonials and the proof of business and those stories to tell in the pipeline of referrals from past clients. And so, you know, we're, we double down, you know, our open house culture is amazing. We usually do have 25 to 30 open houses around town every weekend. Um, we have floor time in all of our offices where they are not only getting walk-ins, but they're also getting online leads. Um, I don't charge a different split on those. So the things that I can do to feed them, um, I am doing um, on a greater level. Um, 
I think it's really important right now to not cut costs or cut programs or cut things. Um, luckily, we've always run fairly um, streamlined. Our staff is small, um, but superheroes. Um, so we're not doing things like canceling events. We just, you know, threw a party for 3,000 people last weekend. Um, so we're keeping stuff like that going because I know that's what's going to be the trajectory for our agents going into whatever comes, whether that's a shift in interest rates or just like an affordability mindset sort of shift, um, you know, is I, I think the best thing that we can be doing for them right now. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know if you're comfortable sharing this, but what what is Weston Maine's approach right now to the, the changes with buyer agency that are potentially coming or are, are happening actually? Yeah, for Seems us, like. you know, the, the first step was actually like RE Colorado making the buyer agency field um, optional and um, mm -hmm. giving agents the ability to not offer any compensation. We've been talking about that for a long time because I know it was coming. I'm on the board at the association. I'm on the board at the MLS. I'm on the Rules and Regs board. So, like, I saw this happening, and we've been talking about it nonstop probably since the beginning of the year. And so I do feel like our agents were not flabbergasted by that. And then now we're talking about, like, how might it look if you have to ask um, – you know, your client to compensate you as a buyer agent on a very regular basis. What will those conversations feel like? Um, how can we help you message all of the things that you do during a transaction and how important it is to have representation as a buyer? Like, I believe that with all of my everything. Um, I can tell one million stories about how people would have been very wronged had they not had their own rep. Um, so we're talking a lot about that. Um, and then, you know, gathering those stories and telling them in a louder way, those successes, those hero moments in your buy side transactions, like, are you communicating to every client what you're going to do for them? Are you doing it? And then are you telling them what you did for them? And I think a lot of agents are really bad at that. Um, they don't like to involve their clients in chaos or like the behind the scenes drama that sometimes we protect them from. I think it's really important to communicate like your value, what you did, how you helped them win. So that's a lot of what we're talking about right now. Okay. Interesting. I told it back on you. Like if it changes, especially because you're the VA guy, like, are you talking a lot about that and like how that might look for VA buyers? I'm hearing that there's activity happening um, behind mm -hmm. the scenes um, to make sure that veterans can still get into homes. <laughs> um, so um, I'd be curious your thoughts on that as well. Well, there's been talk about it and but there's no, been nothing definitive yet because mm -hmm. we're not seeing it actually coming through the pipeline where the buyer agent needs to be compensated. So um, it's definitely something that's on our radar, whether it's VA or other types of financing. There's been talk about allowing the buyer to finance that commission um, because the problem is like, especially VA buyers or say first time buyers, they barely have enough for the down payment. Of course, VA is zero down and a lot of those buyers don't have much beyond the closing costs. So to ask them to fork over an additional 15,000 or 20,000 is out of the question, they just can't do it. So it could, 
you know, the lenders are going to have to do something on their end, in my opinion, because it's going to hurt the market big time if those buyers are suddenly out of the, the ballgame. Yeah, so. it's um, it's so interesting to watch. And I'm hearing all kinds of like theories about, you know, what might shift. And maybe it's a good thing. Like I try to keep a really open mind. Um, I really believe in the traditional real estate model. That's what I built the brokerage on. Um, but also like change might be good. And like there's been change before. And we have, you know, um, still been able to sell houses, which is good. Um, so I do mm -hmm. think that it's just going to be that um, – that training and that mindset and the access to programs and knowing what's out there and how you can still serve people. I will say like we've had more VA transactions lately than, um, than I can remember. Um, and I think, you know, like there's a lot of reasons behind that, but it, may, it does make me so happy that they're, you know, getting in there now while they, well, well, it's still the way it is. Totally. Totally. Cause it's going to be a shift for sure. Yeah. But my opinion is, and tell me if you agree, I think there's been a lot of things over the years that have changed that are major like this. There's been things on the lending side, things on the real estate side. I think there's going to be a, an adjustment period for a few months, and then it'll just be business as usual because we'll all adapt and figure it out. Yeah, I, always, I compare it to when IDX became a thing um, and everyone mm -hmm. freaked out. And that was even before I became a realtor, but I was looking for my first house and I was on this like crazy, archaic like website looking for homes. But I was so grateful to be able to do that. And then hearing our realtor at the time who was very experienced, freaking out about it and like, oh, I can't believe you guys are finding, you guys are selling, sending me homes now. Like this is completely gonna, yeah. you know, take away my job. And it was, it's like, no, like now it's just more fluid, right? And like that, that was just like, I think that's the closest comparison in my memory. Um, mm -hmm. I've heard other, you know, older agents talk about like, how there didn't even used to be buyer agents and how that looked. And so I think, yeah, everyone, um, I think should remain calm and just find your new place in the market and the way that you serve people, um, just to make sure that you're still giving your clients priority and the greatest level of care and service, um, and also mm -hmm. getting paid for it, frankly. So yeah. It's a, well, it's going to be a fun puzzle. Totally. And I think you were talking about this before. I think it's going to cause agents to have to really show that value mm -hmm. and which they should be doing anyway, but uh, people are going to have to step up and really show that value proposition, show how they're representing the buyer and, and the value that they bring to the table, um, and I think we've, which is we've, good. Yeah. We've seen that with LOs this year, right? Like with this mm -hmm. interest rate shift, you know, the successful lending partners that I see um, are the ones that are doing above and beyond and doing even more just nurturing and education and, you know, access to programs. Again, um, you know, we've watched a lot of um, let LOs get out of the business and that's okay. Um, the strong will survive, but I want all of mm -hmm. my agents to survive. So I think yeah. a lot about that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, well, I want to, before we run out of time, I want to hear a little bit more about West and Maine and what your vision for the future is. You, you said you're in five states now. Uh, yeah. What states did, have you expanded to? 
So we're in Oklahoma City, Oregon, uh, North Carolina, and Minnesota, and those all came about in very different ways. Um, uh -huh. We have no plan <laughs> at this point. Okay. I always okay. say, you know, I used to have a big business plan, um, and I just kept throwing it out because we would, you know, get an opportunity and evaluate it. And if it makes sense, um, you know, Maddie and I still own 100% of this company. We've not taken on investors. We bootstrapped. Um, we're debt free. Um, so we're sitting very nicely um, and are able to then give other people opportunities for one thing and help them grow in their careers and their position in this marketplace. And that's what I've been so grateful to be able to do in these other markets is coach, you know, my partners there, um, you know, into success and helping them do what we do um, where they're at. And it's different everywhere, which is also really exciting. But honestly, like I could see us, pro I, I think right now we're just treading water a little bit, just waiting to see what happens. Um, you know, our volume is still up year over year because our agent count has increased so much. Mm -hmm. um, it's been an interesting time to watching seasoned agents make moves and where they're going and kind of what they're looking for is different than it's ever been. Um, so a lot of them are finding a soft place to land here, which has been um, really fun. Um, but I think like, let's just see how this all shakes out and like, let's get through this, like whatever transition period is gonna be. Um, but, you know, we're excited about it actually. And like, I think that everything happens for a reason. Um, and, you know, I don't know what that reason for this this time around is, but I know it's there. Um, so I, um, am, I'm just excited to like, be one of the first ones to figure it out. That's my goal. Nice, nice. So you've, you've been uber successful in your career and um, hats off to you for that. But I want you to, to um, you know, be humble for a minute and always. tell me what is, <laughs> yeah, you're always hum humble, but take off the humble hat <laughs> and, and just, um, I'm curious what your unique talent is that you think has been the thing that has propelled you to so much success. I really think like I, um, I'm brave and I'm not afraid to take chances and I want to be at the top of my game, no matter what that game is. And that's just how I've always been. I'm fiercely competitive. Um, I care so much about my people, um, and am able to put them first every time to help them solve problems or, you know, help them out of difficult situations. Um, whether that's with, you know, throwing money at it or getting creative or teaching them mm -hmm. how to negotiate all of that kind of stuff. So I really think people like people always tell me like, Oh my gosh, I didn't know I was going to like meet the CEO, you know, when they come in for an interview, I've hired every single agent here. Um, and I know them and I know what's going on with them and I know what they need and I'm, you know, work to give that to them. Um, and people are always really surprised by that. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're just not sitting in an, I don't even have an office. Like right now I'm sitting in the middle of the room, um, you know, taping this <laughs> podcast cause I don't have a door. Um, so the agents know that I'm very accessible and that I, I am here for them, whether it's a tiny question or they need a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, mm -hmm. I think 
the level of service that they get here in our staff, um, you know, is the difference. Well, I can tell you pour so much into it because you're hard to track down. Yeah, I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we were messaging for, man, six months probably uh, for you to be on the show. Um, what's I always, your why? I always tell agents, like, when I'm onboarding them, like, I'm fastest with text until you get on Slack. And then I'm fastest on Slack. And that's where my agents, you know, interact oh, with okay. me. So that's yeah. always, like, my priority. Email is last. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. What's your why? Um, I just love, I love this. I love this business. I love what we do. I love what we get to do. I love what we have to do. Um, all of those things. Um, so, but I have, you know, four wonderful kids that are slowly working their way into the business as well. Um, so, uh, that of course is my center always. That's awesome. Well, I can tell you have a lot of passion for it. I mean, that's square one with how successful you've been. So that's, that's pretty cool. What else would you, what's, what are, um, what, what's one thing you would leave us with for advice to agents listening to this on succeeding right now? I would say just keep doing the work. Um, if you're a ninja, keep up with your ninja habits. Um, the seeds that you plant right now are what you will harvest um, eventually. Um, grow your database. Um, that's the only way to survive in this business now um, because people are moving less often. So you have to have more people. Um, we talk about that a lot. Like um, deep relationships are really important. Um, as long as you're someone's realtor, you'll be a lot of people's realtor. Um, but mm -hmm. like right now, you just, I really, they're grinding. My agents are doing the work of real estate, which some of them are surprised by, like, what is that work? And it's, it's that it's like getting to a meeting, getting to a transaction, getting that transaction to the closing table. Um, this is not a time to drop balls or miss opportunities. Um, and, uh, it was such a quick flip. Um, and so a lot of agents yes. never really learned that, you know, so, uh, mm -hmm. time to learn, <laughs> go take a ninja class or get a coach or, you know, do what you need to do, um, to survive in this business right now. And it'll come back around. It always does. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's the, the theme I hear again and again from people that are doing well is yeah. you got to work right now. Mm -hmm. It's just, that's what it is. You can't sit back and let it come to you. Yeah. This is not the time to take a, you know, two month break over the holidays. You are going to get no. left behind. No, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, you're such an inspiration, Stacy, and I really appreciate your time being on. Um, thanks so much. I'm so grateful for your friendship. So um, thanks for chasing me up for this. It was a real pleasure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Thank you so much for listening. We definitely appreciate your support. And please subscribe to the show so you can get all future episodes. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a five-star review as well. That's part of how the word gets out about the show. And once again, my name is RJ Baxter with Intercap Lending. You all have a great rest of your day.